KBOO is currently running a Kickstarter campaign to build a city of media makers. From February 8th to March 9th, you can become a media maker and help spread the word. Just go to kboo.fm slash kickstarter between now and March 9th to join. You're listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 7 p.m. Coming up next, Queen Talk. Stay tuned. When radio got taken over by advertising, people in Portland decided to do it themselves, and in 1968, they created a space that was free from advertisers and independent from corporate or mainstream media interests, KBOO Community Radio. This is the very essence of DIY culture. KBOO was here in the 70s as people were taking back music spaces, in the 80s when artists were taking back music distribution, and in the 90s supporting zine and small press revolutions and all of the movements of self-expression. Help us build a city of artistic media makers. Long live DIY radio and join us on Kickstarter today. Go to kboo.fm slash kickstarter. Donate to the campaign and share it with your friends. And thank you for your support of KBOO. This is reporter and producer Grace Ann Smith, and you are listening to KBOO Evening News and Public Affairs here on your favorite authentically radical radio station, where you get to listen to real radio made fresh daily, 24-7, 365 days a year. KBOO keeps Portland and the Northwest radical by giving everyone the microphone. Go to your Kickstarter right now and pledge your support today so that KBOO can continue to give people with less visibility a larger platform. When you join the KBOO donor circle, your world becomes more interesting and real because of the different lived experiences you get to listen to. Donate to our Kickstarter today. Go to kboo.fm slash kickstarter. Donate to the campaign and share it with your friends. And thank you for your support of KBOO. Corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama.
Welcome to KBU and welcome to Queen Talk. This is episode four, Mother Mode. And um, I just want to let you know that Queen Talk is a space for female identified individuals to come and be their holistic selves and talk about different um, issues and experiences that we have. Um, also, happy Black History Month, the shortest month of the year, but happy Black History Month. Um, and I just want to have a serious moment for a second and have a moment of silence for everyone that lost their lives in Parkland, Florida. Um, in the school shooting, so just like five seconds to yourself. And thank you, we'll get started. So I just want my guests to introduce themselves. Um, so if you could just say your name, um, your age, your occupation, if you're you know working or a hobby, um, how old you are and, oh sorry, not how old you are, how old your children or child is. Um, and anything else you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah. Hi, my name is Jasmine. Um, I'm, I'm 21 years old. Right now, I'm currently not working. My hobby is being a mother. Uh, my daughter is two years old. I have one child. Thanks. Hi, my name is Janaea. I am a stay-at-home mom and hairstylist. My first daughter is one years old and I am 24. My name is Mel. I'm um, uh, HR and employment law, uh, basically advisor, I guess, to a local nonprofit. And um, my oldest, my daughter, who's here with me today, is 20 years old and I also have a 14 year old son. My name is Lily. My name is Lily. Um, my mother, Melissa, just introduced herself. I am 20 years old. I work for a gym here in Portland, and some of my hobbies are drawing and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> doing hair and makeup and all that good stuff. <laughs> cool. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Um, so I guess I just want to dive right in. Um, if anybody wants to take the lead and just describe some highs and lows of being a mother during um, this time in your lives and also when you first became a mother. Um, so like everyday experiences. I'm not a mother, I just wanna throw that out there. Um, not yet, but hopefully someday. And um, I go to the grocery store and I see a lot of mothers sometimes struggling with their little toddlers and their babies. So just like, yeah, if you could just give like a synopsis of what's a high at the grocery store, what's a low, you know, on social media, you know, do you feel like it's okay to post photos of your child like every five seconds or, you know, I don't know. This is all like new to me, so I really don't know. Um, so anything like, you know, that falls under the realm of everyday experiences, um, if anybody wants to jump in and start sharing about that. I will. Um Everyday experiences is hard. They don't tell you exactly how hard it is to juggle. You have to have like seven hands. I don't know where they come from, but you got to have them when you're a mom, especially a young mom. You have to do a lot, handle a lot, and you have to be ready for all these opinions. 
that you do not want to hear and some that you may need to hear at the time. So like a high is like having the support out of nowhere from everyone and a low is having so much, not support, but so many opinions, how to filter those bad things out that, you know, people are, oh, you're a young mom. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, you made a mistake. Like, eh, not really, but I know what I did and I'm handling it. So that was just, those are the only two things I can really think of. Anybody else? Well, I can um, speak a little bit to my experience uh, having had my kids, well, a long time ago. <laughs> my daughter is 20. It was before the age of social media, really, and um, and even some of the other media around, you know, young parents that's out there now. And uh, I think perceptions have changed a lot over the years, maybe because of those medias, but uh, her mediums, but... When I was young and Lily was little, um, people were judging me constantly, I felt like. And I felt like I always looked younger than I was, too. So, uh, so people would come to my door sometimes at my house and be like, are your parents home? <laughs> I'd be there with my kid. I'm like, oh, no, this is my house. <laughs> or they'd see me out with her. And this even happens now and think that we're sisters or, you know, um, and it's just been a really different experience than I think it's been for my friends who had kids when they were older, you know, and um, and that's been hard, too, because my friends' kids are young now and my kids are grown, basically. So, you know, they didn't get to come up together in the same way. And it's just different. <laughs> what about you, Jazz? I would say some highs and minds of having, a, you know, having a child young will be um like still growing you know still being young as a kid growing myself so my daughter taught me to grow a lot she slowed me down a lot i was a hot head before her so i've slowed down a lot that's that's one thing i love about having my baby <laughs> um do you want to share anything about you know being being maybe a child of a younger mother and like how that experience was for you Sure. Um, <clears throat> so when I was a kid, I didn't really know the difference of my mom from my other friends' moms till I got a little bit older. Um, I didn't really realize how young my mom was or that that was out of the ordinary until I was probably in elementary school and I started having friends that had parents in their 40s or 50s and my mom was just in her 20s. Um, but I do want to say that there's not a single thing about my mom being a young mom that I would change at all. She was a great mom, and no matter what kind of trials and tribulations we were going through, she always made it happen for me. No matter what was going on, she always had food on the table and a roof over my head. And if anything, I think that it made her a stronger person, made me a stronger person growing up, and just taught me to appreciate that love so much more. Um, she put everything on the line just to make sure that I had what I needed and what I wanted. And for that, I'm forever grateful. I think that her being a young mom has um, benefited our relationship, really. Just having someone there who is just a little bit closer in age and has kind of lived a similar life that I lived and similar times that I've lived in has really been... Um, a good con or a huge contributor to our the good relationship that we have now and how close we are. I absolutely see my mom as my best friend and I 
just feel very blessed to have a mom who has done everything that she's done for me, especially when she was so young and the odds were all against her. She just made it happen and I couldn't be more grateful for that. And I would never, ever want any young mom or teen mom to feel that they are not adequate enough for their child because I can promise you that your child will feel the opposite if you're doing everything that you can do to create the life that they need to have. That's so cute. Thank you for sharing that. That's so sweet. Um, I honestly feel bad now because I didn't invite my mom and she's probably listening to this like, are you kidding me? Um, so like I said, I'm not a young mother or a mother yet. Um, but my mom did have me when she was 22. Um, so I can kind of relate to things that you just shared about, you know, feeling like you guys are really close. Um, I also feel like sometimes because my mom and I are so close in age, like that creates a lot of tension because, you know, we were like best friends when I was growing up and like especially when I was like 13 like I was like my mom's my best friend like and now I'm like 23 and I'm like I and I live with my mom right now can we just put that out there and honestly sometimes like I'm like I can't stand this woman and I'm sure she feels the same but I love her regardless and I'm just really you know happy that you shared that because I feel some of the same you know sentiments and and um yeah and I also feel like you know just thinking about my experience when I was young like in the grocery store like I'm biracial and my mom is white and my mom told me numerous times that people would like come up to her in the grocery store and be like so like are you nannying that child or like you know like you know what I mean just like totally like intrusive like language but since we aren't the same like skin color people just made assumptions and like you know when I was younger like going to a private school with mostly white kids like they would tell me like oh you're adopted like that's not your mom even though my mom and I look identical except just different shades so yeah I mean I think that's a whole nother experience of like you know just like a biracial or like multicultural family just like having those struggles in itself um so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that really quick, but um, nobody brought up yet, you know, the big question, which is, you know, how did your family react to news that you were pregnant? Um, were they supportive? Were they disappointed? Were they excited? Were they everything all in one, different stages? Like, I just need to know, like, so I can be prepared. What is, what am, what is my dad going to say and what's my mom going to say when I, you know, hopefully one day I'm pregnant? Um, well, my mom was excited. She wanted me to have a baby. Actually, like the year before, she said that she wanted me to get pregnant. And um, I called her and told her I had a baby. And she was like, oh, my God, come here, come over, come over. And I drove all the way over there with my new puppy. So she was super <laughs> upset about that. Um, but then the next year, I was like, oh, well, you got your wish. You got a baby. And, of course, you have some family members who are like, well, are you sure that's what you want? You know it's going to change you. And I don't think you should go through it through with it. And so you got to, again, filter those things out. And some people are going to be happy for you and be there and support you no matter what. And other people are going to be like, oh, hey, if it's what you're going to do, go ahead. And they're going to be happy in the end. But you just really have to do what's best for yourself. So regardless, happy or sad or anything or you know people asking so you're gonna keep going like yeah I think I am but you just have to do what's best for you Um, well my grandma was upset I wasn't really raised with my mom so my grandma was the main person she was disappointed but I went through with it 
every day was kind of like, are you sure you want to keep it? You sure you want to have that? It was like a struggle, you know, a juggle. I had to go through, but I kept her. So, and my grandma says I do very well with my child. So she's glad I did that. Nobody wanted me to keep her. I said she was going to stop me from doing everything I wanted to do. And I graduated, so she ain't stopped me from doing something yet. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't get a very warm reception. I was 17, um, and my dad was pissed. <laughs> and uh, my mom was upset, but not as much as my dad was. And, uh, you know, they said a lot of things to try to influence my decisions. And I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I got to do. Um, and I knew it was going to be hard, you know, but it was just meant to be. So it it was rough for a while. We had, I had really strained relationships with my parents for a couple of years, I'd say, um, even when Lily was really little. And, and that probably stopped when, when I think my dad, I, there was like this kind of turning point. I remember we were out at dinner one night. I was getting all emotional. <laughs> um, and he said something to me like, you're going to be all right. Like, I see that you know what you're doing and you got a good head on your shoulders and you're going to be all right. And I was like, thank you, finally, <laughs> yeah, for realizing I can do this because I knew that I could. Well, thank you for sharing that, even though it made you emotional. Like, I really appreciate that because some people, you know, don't feel comfortable opening up. So thank you so much for for sharing that. And thank everybody for sharing what you just shared. Um, yeah, well, great. I feel better now because it's like it might be hard, but they're going to love you and your child in the end. Hopefully, you know, some people don't have that experience, but at least, you know, all three of you guys can say that at some point you felt the love. Um, so yeah, I guess I can just wait for that. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so you kind of talked about your different hobbies and occupations or things like that. So how has it been, you know, juggling your careers or, you know, your, your career aspirations now that you have children or a child? I was always working before, like right out of high school, got a job, went to college, had a job on breaks, and then I left college. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to do go to school for hair. So I went to hair school for a year. I worked in a salon for a year, and I was like, no, I want to be my own boss. I don't want to work for nobody else. So I had just started um, naming myself as a hairstylist and then I got pregnant so I was like dang I'm gonna be doing it from home forever and it's honestly one of the best things I've done because working from home I get to set my own schedule the way I wanted to the way around me the way around her especially with her being in this stage now where she's into everything and so I do have to inform my clients like I do got a little one-year-old around the house you know put up as many baby gates as you can but she still manages to get her hands in the grease or something like she still manages to get around so it's I mean it's hard with what I want to do I don't get to separate my personal and um, professional life but it's easier when I have a kid to take care of because I can keep my eye on her and make sure that she's growing and being nurtured the way I want her to as much as I can with still working and making money and creating a professional portfolio for myself. Cool. What about you? I would say um, a struggle is daycare with me. 
I'll get a job and I'll lose it because of daycare. It just it doesn't last. I don't know what it is. That's one struggle that it is with me that knocks me down. Yeah. You would think people would be more understanding. Just like, oh, no, I have a kid. And they're like, oh, so what? You got to be here. Like, dang, like, can you yeah. set around the schedule? But Or yeah. like you know have connections with the daycare and just like you know because I know I have some friends that work for I mean this is a really outlandish comparison but they work for Nike and you know so they get um daycare through Nike because Nike has an on-campus daycare so like you know how about that for most jobs just like setting people up for success or even if you don't want to have like an on-site daycare like having that connection like hey you know we understand that you're a parent um and we are connected with, you know, Sun School or, you know, SEI or something like that. And just like having the resources there and being like, you know, it's free of charge for the first couple of months that you're working with us. And then we can, you know, renegotiate or something like that. I mean, I know this is like a dream world that I'm talking about, but I just think that would be cool. You know, like just like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> daycare was a struggle when my kids were little. Um, I remember I, of course, was working. Um, and so I moved out when I was 17 and uh, was working full time in retail. Um, real fun work <laughs> and uh, trying to, you know, get by that way. And, you know, where I worked they had a benefit that was like 10% off of a local daycare but even that is still so expensive and the hours are limited and when you're working retail you know it's like varying shifts all kinds of hours and so that was really hard I had to lean on people a lot like I had to ask family and friends for help and I think people got burnt out by that you know by me asking all the time like can you help me can you pick up Lily can you take her can you you know whatever um and then I didn't have a lot of time for myself, you know, like I felt like friends kind of didn't disappear, but they were gone when I needed people, you know, and I was like, and they didn't know what it was like, you know, being a parent at that age. And so um, that was rough. It was rough. And whew, it's hard to leave your kids with someone all day, too, and not know like what's going on with them. That's really hard. You don't. You can't trust nobody with your kid. Yeah. We. That's not the hard. Especially with people like you, like, oh no, I'll help you. The whole time you're pregnant, like, oh yeah, I'll help you. Anything you need, call me, call me. Anything you need, and you're like, hey, could you? And they're like, uh, like, oh, okay, well, I'll call somebody. Hey, can you? Like, uh, like. Yeah. Broken okay. promises. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll figure it out. From the kid's perspective, um, <clears throat> I do want to say that. It's like as hard as it is to let your kids be with someone else when you're when you're the child going with that other person. Like, I don't know, me personally, when I was growing up, I had a lot of aunties, <laughs> um, you know, and he and almost any friend of my mom's that picked me up was my aunt. And um, but I love them all and they all treated me with the most respect and everything. But I do have to say that as a kid, it didn't bother me that my mom was working as much as she was or that I was with all these people all the time. In fact, I didn't think much of it at all. All I knew was I was that much more excited to see my mom once she did get off work and I did get to spend the night with her. And it's not, it was never like a concern of mine when I was younger, like, oh, where is my mom? What's she doing? Because at the end of the day, I get to have that quality time with my mom and spend that time with her. And we had food on the table and a roof over my head. Yeah. 
I agree. I think that, like you said, it would it just made it that much more exciting. And like, I was a kid, like I didn't know. I was just like, yeah, like I get to go to my grandma's house and like eat all the sugar I want, and watch, go to the movies, like you know. It's just like you got to have more fun with like an extended family member or friend and then be all like on a sugar high and then go back to your mom and she has to cuddle with you until you calm down so yeah I agree that it's like I wish I hope that parents hear that like even though it's hard like you said like especially being young we didn't really know the difference you know I know that there are some situations where it's like you know they feel neglected or you know people can you know build up resentment towards parents for different reasons or like have adverse experiences with um relatives or people who are watching them you know as far as like the negative you know like abuse and things like that um but I don't want to get too deep into that unless somebody wants to um but yeah so not to take away from people who have had that experience but just like speaking on my personal experience it was fun and I loved it and I wish I could still like go over to my grandma's I probably still can and just like have a slumber party um on the weekends uh but yeah thank you for sharing that and before we open up the lines to hopefully some callers I just want to go over um one more key point which is like educational experiences so school um has motherhood affected your thoughts, journey, experiences with school, like um, high school, if you were in high school, college, trade school, um, and like, are you doing anything currently to try to get back um, to those goals um, just because you've all had your children at this point? Um, yes, yeah, so, or anything you want to share around that? Well, I did graduate high school and I did go to college for a year before I had my baby, my peanut. Um, but it wasn't um, going back to school. Uh, no, probably not. College definitely was not for me. Just reading a lot, reading ahead, taking notes. That whole concept of it was not for me. Going to cosmetology school was awesome, though. I did love it. Um, I did get my natural hair license because I realized I didn't want anything to do with scissors or chemicals. I was always scared that something would happen and then they look at me like, why'd you do this? And I'm like, uh, it was a reaction, I don't know. And so I was like, I'm gonna just stick to the natural thing, the all natural hair stuff and all that braids and things. So I stick to that. So it wasn't, it's not as hard for me to go back to school or to up my skills because the way that a trade for hair is set up now, you can just Google things and try it out on YouTube and especially with natural hair and, you know, keep practicing it. You're good at it and you can start, you know, making money for it, but definitely not going back to school. <laughs> it's not for everybody, that's for sure. So I took, um, the, I know people talk about a gap year, like between high school and college. I took five of those <laughs> and, and that was good because uh, Lily was little. Um, I My senior year of high school, I actually had her, um, her birthday September 20th. So I only got a couple weeks into the school year before I had to be out for a little while. Um, and that was really rough. So it was, it was a hard go my senior year, but I thankfully graduated and then, um, just worked for five years before I finally went back to school and and I found that I loved school actually so <laughs> a, a different experience uh, it's different for everyone totally but um, I 
graduated PSU in 06 and then uh, went on to keep working for a while and kind of move up in my positions at work and change organizations and stuff and then uh, eventually decided I wanted to go to law school and did that thing. (laughs) That was not easy with kids at home and they were real needy (laughs) at that point in my life. Um, But it was, you know, I feel like um, being a young mom taught me a lot and one of the things that I learned that I value the most is that I'm strong and I can do like pretty much anything (laughs) that I decide to do and some of that strength I think just comes from having to struggle so much when I was young and my kids were young and so I have to thank them for that (laughs) do you want to add anything to it Jazz so we're just um, talking about if motherhood has affected your thoughts journey experiences with school so like you know you said yeah. that you graduated, but are you thinking about like college or trade school? Or yeah, I'm thinking about school. Um, graduating high school was kind of a struggle with a baby. Again, not having support from family, daycare, not knowing who to trust with daycare with my baby as a young baby too. She was very young, trying to graduate. I did graduate 2017. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, that so right now I'm just I want to get ready with daycare once again make sure she's situated with daycare before I try to go out and get into any schooling again or get a job right now I want to make sure she's situated so I don't get knocked back down from doing what I'm trying to do yeah I hear that and I just also think that just thinking of my mom um you know she didn't get to go to college when um when I was born so she was 22 um, she was like doing some classes. I, I hope she's not listening because I hope I'm not getting this wrong. She was doing, I think she's doing some classes at community college, but she didn't, you know, that didn't, that fizzled out um, just because of different things with my biological dad and things like that. Um, and then she got remarried and she had three other kids um, with my the person I call my dad. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about why she was a stay-at-home mom, but I don't want to get into that. So she was a stay-at-home mom. Moral of the story is she went back to school. Um, similar to your story, she got her bachelor's, and then she went on to get her master's, and she's now again doing school. And I feel like, you know, my mom, I feel like it was really empowering for her to go back to school because um, I think oftentimes, like, society just sticks these, like, you know labels on you guys oh you guys are just moms that's not hard you're a mom you're a stay-at-home mom you don't do anything you know so I think that was like kind yeah I'm yeah I definitely don't say that but you know there's people out there that do and I feel like things like going back to school and getting you know your bachelor's or getting your high school diploma or getting you know your master's or going to trade school is like something that you get to do for yourself because you guys are always like doing things for other people your children you know your partners um, just, you know, everybody and you don't have time for yourself. And so I just really think that that was like a good outlet for my mom. And like, I'm super proud of her. Um, and it's just really inspiring to see, you know, her go through that. And then she still like went back and got her flipping <laughs> masters at like, you know, in her forties. And yeah. that's crazy. Actually, I think she might've been in her thirties. Let know, me not say forties. My dad did the same thing. Yeah. He graduated with his, he had the young but I have an older sister and so he had her young and he would tell me these stories how I would be 
at his PSU classes in a baby thing. And he'll be rocking me with his foot at his classes as we attend. And so he had to stop going. But he graduated with his bachelor's from PSU in 2011. And then I graduated from high school in 2012. And then my little sister in 2013 from high school. And then my little brother in 2014. So it was like all back to back. But it was just those years of celebration is the fact that he literally went back like you said after all these years like you did it yeah I'm pretty sure it's harder to do it when you're older to jump back into that routine of reading and writing and taking notes I know it's hard to do that when you're older and you do have to multitask with so many little hands in the way than it is when you're younger kudos yeah that's (laughs) so awesome um I just want to open up if anyone is listening which I hope they are um You can call in with your experiences that you've had, you know, being a mother, young mother, mother right now, or, you know, if you're a partner of someone who's a young mother or mother, or if you just want to get on the air and talk your talk, um, the phone number is 503-231-8187. Just keep it appropriate or we have to cut you off. Um, So it's 503-231-8187. 8187. Um, so while we're waiting, hopefully, for someone to call and say hello, um, is there anything that you guys want to jump in and talk about right now that I haven't covered or that you feel like you want to like delve into more that we did cover and you feel like you thought of something? Um, or anything yeah, like that? I would I would say the stay at home mother thing when people are like, oh yeah, you're just a stay at home mom. That is offensive. It's crazy because it's when you think about it, like how much nannies get paid for doing that, and then we're stay-at-home moms and we do it for free. Like <laughs> not to say like for free, we do it for all the hugs and the millions of kisses we get and the snuggles at night. We do it for that, but it's just crazy when people hear like, "Oh, so you haven't been working? Like, oh, so you haven't had a job? You haven't done anything? Like, no, I just been at home with my kid and they're like, oh, so you really haven't had any work experience. It's like, okay, well, I just, do you have any kids? And most likely they don't. Or they're the dad that goes out and gets it. And so I know for me personally, I recently had this experience with me and the um, mother, uh, the mother, the father of my daughter, he was always a work parent. He would get up in the morning, go to work, come back, you know, have peanut for a few hours and then we go to bed wake up and do it again Monday through Friday that's what it was and then usually on the weekends I would try to send her off and get myself a break and so that's what we had to do um he was recently in a car accident so now he was home all the time and he didn't realize how hard it was until I left him like oh no (laughs) you're on duty buddy and I'm out like he's like she's driving me crazy she's touching all this stuff she's getting into this what do I do about this like oh but being at home is so easy huh like and he just would always say that like you've been at home all day what have you been doing like it's a lot I kept the baby alive we are (laughs) fed (laughs) we're really good you know no scratches no burns or anything like but people don't take it seriously at all and I'm like just you know watch somebody's kid for a full day and just see how it is just Go ahead and watch That's somebody's Tevin. kid. That's Tevin. That's my partner because her daughter, Jasmine's daughter, is our goddaughter. Um, and I just love little babies. And I'm really – so I just, like, sometimes need my little time um, just to, like, have one and then give it back. Um, but, yeah, so my partner is just, like, after five – maybe, like – I wouldn't say five minutes. After, like, an hour, he's like, 
She's crying. She's fussy. <laughs> she won't be quiet. She wants, and he'll like he babies her. So like it'll be three o'clock in the morning. I'm asleep. I roll over. Go to the bathroom. This girl has Tevin, my partner, watching trolls over and over and over again on repeat. And he just lets her stay up and watch trolls the whole night. I'm like, Tevin, you have to tell her to go to bed. It's time to wind down. And yeah. And then he's like exhausted the day after. He's like, okay, we just need to like take a break. And I'm like, you can't do that when you're a parent. You know, that's funny. It's a good trial run. Yeah. Yeah, Not ready. Not ready. That's for sure. Yeah, I did the stay-at-home thing for almost a year uh, after my son was born. And so Lily was five at the time. And uh, it was... We have Jennifer coming on. It was really hard. Um, I think that what people don't realize is how you're always on when you're at home with your kids. So it's not like you get a lot of downtime. If you're lucky, they take a nap and maybe you can sleep (laughs) too. But in most cases, you got to take a shower during the nap or do something else for yourself, you know, do dishes. Yeah. Clean the house. Um, But also just being home all that time was like, oh, I was craving adult interaction. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh, this is hard, not just because I'm always on and with my kids, but like I don't have any adults to talk to. And that was rough. Like, I was constantly having conversations about kid shows and kid <laughs> things. <laughs> like, this does not fulfill me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally I literally cannot imagine. And that's hilarious. And I feel like I, my mom sang Ariel with me every time in the car. So shout out to my mom. Um, we have a caller by the name of Jennifer. If you want to um, come on the line, Jennifer. Hi. How you doing? Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Hi, did you want to share something today? Yeah, I just, I, you know, I have been a huge advocate for stay-at-home moms for my entire life. Um, I have a master's degree in environmental forest biology, and I, I stayed home with my kids for 10 years. And I worked uh, before I had kids, and then I worked after I stayed home with them for 10 years. And staying home with children is the most difficult and unappreciated job on the planet. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you're in charge of keeping children alive. That's something they, they didn't mention that in the memo when you got pregnant, you know. When you go to a job, you're not responsible for keeping people alive, number one. That's, it's huge. It's, and the other thing is it's 24-7, absolutely 24-7 job. And very few jobs have that kind of responsibility. There's a few. And the other part of being the at-home mom that people miss is that for that population that is home, nurturing and taking care of their kids, keeping them alive, there's this, they're at school picking the kids up, checking in with teachers, they're, you know, they're, they're engaged in their local community. And that's where a lot of the volunteerism comes from, you know, having everybody doing a nine-to-five job in the workforce, I think is a real disservice to community because we have to have varied jobs. We need to have people who have that little extra time, and parents don't necessarily have that extra time, but they're kind of thrown into some of these volunteer things. You'll bring things for school. You'll, you'll make things nice for the teachers for Teacher Appreciation Day. There's things that, that at-home moms do that, of course, never get counted in the sum of the economy. 
And if you really did add up everything that they did, it would be a million dollar a year job. And but I don't. But the money part is just annoying to me because what's missing is the community part that that all of those at-home moms contribute, and they are so unappreciated. That whole oh, you're just an at-home mom. They have no idea until you've walked in those shoes. So anyway, I just wanted to shout out there that it's it's a huge thing and it's really important and we should be getting social security for it we should be getting paid for it we should be you know you know because if you stay at home you lose 10 years of your income and i think that the government should put social security away for every time you're staying home taking care of those children every week anyway just my thoughts thank you so much jennifer for calling in and and you know saying those nice kind things and you know um Congratulations on all of your accomplishments, and I and I hope your um, family and your children appreciate you know everything um, that you have done thus far. So thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right, bye bye. Um, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just know you, you guys have fans out there, and they're giving you props. Right. So <laughs> shout out to you guys. Right. Um, really quick, I just want to give you like. A little break to calm your nerves and check in. So we're going to um, do a little music break. Um, Beyonce, of course, um, Grown Woman. And, yeah, we'll be back.
Okay, everybody, um, we're back here with Queen Talk. Um, this episode is episode four, Mother Mode. I'm here with some awesome moms, and um, I'm a child, and we have another um, child of an awesome mom in here. Um, so right now we're just talking about experiences being a mother um, and a child. Um, and I also just wanted to give... Um, the tonight's board op is not um delphine who usually is the board op so we have jack um and jack actually wanted to share some experiences so um anything that you want to chime in on that we've talked about or haven't covered like just feel free to jump right in awesome hello uh yeah so i um i am an uh, a child of a teenager my mother was 16 when she had me and I was adopted out at birth uh, to a white family. But I, it was an open adoption, so my mother was in contact with me from day one. And I started visiting her when I was around 13. And she had two other boys um, after me. So I have two half-brothers. But growing up, it was really interesting. And even now, like, it's great. Um, having, having a young mom is so much fun. <laughs> like, it's just great. Um, so we, we got along really well and we're very, very similar. I always joke that I'm basically a carbon copy of my mother. Um, so I relate to a lot that was said here. I like I have had the same thing of, are you guys sisters? Like, oh, I didn't know Veronica had a younger sister. Um, at my brother's wedding recently, it was my first time meeting all of my extended family. And, uh, and so that was really weird. But walking around, everyone's like, oh, you're Veronica's daughter, aren't you? Like, it's very obvious you're Veronica's daughter. Um, but it was just really cool to kind of see that. But my mom also really struggled uh, being such a young mother. So she didn't tell my grandmother that she, A, was pregnant and B, was giving the child away until the day I was born. So uh, my mom went into labor and my grandma went with her to the hospital and it was, I'm pregnant, by the way, these two white people are here to take the child. My, my adopted parents were there the day I was born also. Um, so my grandma didn't speak to my mom for I want to say almost a year I mean they were living together and she would not speak to my mom would not acknowledge my existence and uh for a very long time and it really hurt my mom and their relationship was really rocky for a while but my mom really made an effort to um you know when she would check in with my parents um or they would send pictures she would be like oh Jackie's doing real good here's a picture of her you want to see here's a picture of her Jackie's doing this Jackie's walking now Jackie's talking now like making an effort to to acknowledge my existence and make my grandmother acknowledge my existence and now my grandmother like practically tackles me when i see her she is so full of energy for an 83 year old um <laughs> but she you know she adores me now and uh my mother and and my grandmother's relationship has mended over time um but i can completely relate also to those grocery store questions of wait why is your mom super white and why are you brown and what is happening here although in this case i am adopted so i was like well i'm adopted so and then they just get even more confused none of your business yeah but. and so i also have an adopted brother who is white and so then it's even more confusing because they're like wait is your brother their biological child like no he's adopted too it's like you're just white people everywhere just confused <laughs> it's just like a whole thing oh, but yeah my mom um for a while my mom had to work three jobs um her husband beto is really rad um they got together about a year after i was born and he is the father of my two half brothers but beto doesn't really speak english very well and um had a hard time finding work and so my mom 
uh, works in hospitals and does like uh, schedules appointments for surgery. And she was a nurse at one time and like tried going to college, but overall just was working, working, working just to maintain the whole household herself. And uh, I really, really admire that about her. Now she's down to one job, thank God. Um, But, you know, it's still really hard. We don't get to see each other a lot because she is constantly working still. And even though my brothers are moved out, she's still trying to maintain that household. So she doesn't get to take vacations a lot. She doesn't have the money to come up to Oregon. She's in California. Um, So she doesn't have the money to come up a lot, um, even though she wants to. So it's it's still an ongoing thing with her. But, um, you know, she's really proud of all of us. And my brother... Uh, my oldest younger brother had a kid at 19 with his now wife and they're pregnant with their second child and they are just killing it they are right like the second they found out she was pregnant they got an apartment they scheduled my mom is now like super grandma babysitter like loves that life just all day every day grandkids um so my mother made sure that this time around with young you know now that my brother was a young parent that she was going to be the support that she didn't have even though she wasn't raising me um and so she made sure that she could be the daycare and be that family support and to pass that on so that really took it to heart i i personally don't have kids i have two cats that i call my kids because they are my children um and i'm very proud of my two sons and that's probably the most my family's going to get is grand kittens from me but i i really i really like seeing how the family comes together though to support that regardless of what happened and my mom went through a lot having me at a very young age uh and my birth father was incarcerated at the time. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> but she overcame that and like really stuck to her guns and was like, no, I know what I want to do with my life and what I want for my child. And I'm sticking to this and no one is going to talk me out of it. And um, I have that same stubbornness. So <laughs> I really appreciate that. But yeah, that's just like my totally relating to everything y'all are saying, even though I didn't grow up with my mom, like still just knowing her story and and as we continue to grow our relationship now as I'm an adult, um, it's just really neat. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I just think it's so awesome that we all can like connect in some way. It's so cool to see like different people from different backgrounds and, you know, different experiences, but we all have, you know, something in common and we all have moms. So, Mm -hmm. or else we all wouldn't be here. Um, so thank you again, Jack, for sharing that. Um, I guess we, we just have a little bit of time left. So I just want to ask, um, what are your guys' thoughts on the glamorization of young or teen parent parenting in the media? So shows like 16 and Pregnant on MTV, Teen Mom on MTV, Unexpected on TLC, Juno, the movie, um, Losing Isaiah. That's a really old movie, but I love that movie. Um, just like, and if I didn't name any other ones, you can shout them out. Um, but are these like realistic depictions? Are there, you know, um, positives and negatives of um, these kind of media representations? Like, what do you think? I was reading over this <clears throat> earlier and I was talking to my mom a little bit about it. And um, one thing that I did want to say, I've seen most of these except for the losing Isaiah and unexpected on TLC. But One thing that I've noticed with this glamorization of teen parenting in the media is that it really glamorizes um, white teen parents. I noticed that lots of minority women who are teen parents are seen in a negative light when it comes to them being moms. And um, even if how I said it earlier, which is really the way that it makes most sense to me to say is um, that 
Even a good mom who is a minority will be seen as a bad mom when a bad white mom can be seen as a good mom in the light of millions of people on TV just because of the way the media publicizes them as a parent. If you notice, most of the parents on these shows are all white. There's maybe a couple that, you know, just for the sake of publicity, they might throw like a brown person in there. Um, But I just think it's a really... Mm, in, inaccurate representation of teen motherhood and it really like kind of pushes that idea that for whatever reason minority parents minority mothers that are young and minorities are less of mothers than white young mothers and that's just completely inaccurate and I just wanted to kind of touch on that because that's one of the most um, predominant things I've noticed about these shows and movies is that it really just kind of portrays that message which I have you know coming from a mixed family where my mom is native um, and my dad is Mexican it's like they are absolutely no less of the amazing parents that they are because of the color of their skin, you know? Um, and just for that to kind of be portrayed that way is kind of ugly to me. Yeah, I agree. And also I think it's interesting that a lot of, um, the young mothers on the show, their partners are men of color, young men of color, Mm -hmm. and they're like the absentee father. So they're the crappy dads they don't care they're having babies on them they don't pay their child support like this stereotypical right Mm -hmm. it's like uh hello there are good fathers out there first of all young fathers and there are good like young fathers of color so like why isn't that shown in your little show mtv but yeah i don't want to cut you guys because we just have a couple more minutes so i want everybody to be able to say something on this topic yeah i think um it's so funny when my mom first heard I was having sex she made me watch that show scared the crap out of me didn't do it again but like watching it now at the first when they first aired it it was very good on uh, representation of what it's like being 16 and pregnant your parents don't want you there that was really good and then now watching it like oh no they all got paid for that show so they're all like yeah why don't, we don't know what we're gonna do he's not paying child support like you just got a check for like ten thousand dollars what you mean like you just got a new car and a new house with no neighbors I think you'll be okay with his little five hundred dollar check that you're not gonna get but I mean at first it was a really good representation of it you know people struggling not finishing high school trying to do it all but but now it's like eh, not even worth it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's you don't not live that style. To, mm-hmm. to that no more. It's so it's not anything like what being a mom is. No. At first, I agree with her. At first, it was. It was good. I was watching it. It was more like, oh, okay. You know, you see the struggles. Now it's just like a joke. It's like, yeah, they're getting paid for it. So it's they're going to Italy. You, you can put whatever you want out. You can do whatever you want on this show. You're getting paid for it. So. Yeah. It's, it's not reality. But that's pretty gross that the storyline is, you know, the way that it is, representing people of color the way that it does, and, you know, young mothers glamorizing this lifestyle that's not realistic at all, or even attainable for anyone. I mean, in 99.9% of the people. Hey, where's your guys' check? <laughs> you guys did it. You deserve a check. Maybe. I know. I do have friends who've called me the original team mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I haven't, I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I haven't seen most of these. <laughs> I've seen Juno. That's it <laughs> on this list. And I think I saw Losing Isaiah in the 80s, if that's when it came out. or Yeah, it's 90s. pretty old. Yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember like the courtroom scene. 
in the movie, but uh, not much else. But I didn't think that either of those movies were. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't remember losing Isaiah much. I didn't think Juno was an accurate depiction either mm-hmm. of it was teen weird. parenting. It was weird, Maybe and it was the, like a little too <laughs> contrived, and like the way that things were was a little too I just that was perfect. Laughter, you know, it was more of a comedy type mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and less on parenting, more on just like teen pregnancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've heard about these shows, and I've I've I like reading trash mags. That's my <laughs> one of my self care downtime things, and so I know about this stuff. And and it is not anything like what I've experienced or what any of my friends who were young parents have experienced. So TLC, I'll say TLC is a that's a good movie, but that's not based off of a motherhood. No, unexpected is on TLC, TLC. the the um, oh. network. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I never seen that. Yeah, she's like, that's a good movie, but uh, that's not on Young Parenting. <laughs> um, but actually, one of them does have a child, a child right? Yeah. Who is it? Chili? Yeah, Chili. No, is it? No. Yeah, I thought it was Chili. By the producer, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's they have a son together. Yeah. Okay, anyways, okay, yeah, we're getting on topic. We're getting on, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to wrap up really quick. We only have a couple minutes. This always goes by so fast. Like it starts off slow, and I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. And then yeah, then we get to the end and we get into it and get comfortable, and I'm like, okay, it's already eight o'clock. Um, so I just want to end the show with um what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self it doesn't necessarily have to be about motherhood but just like one piece of advice that you could give your younger self um push harder never let nobody say you can't do it because whatever you put your mind to you can do that's that's one thing i would keep telling my, my younger self my name deep i would tell my younger self to save 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 money save and make more memories just just save everything you can because once it's gone you can't get that time back make the best of that moment like but really like save more money than anything because things happen rainy day funds are needed mm-hmm. i would tell myself both those things <laughs> also um i think Knowing that I'm enough, because there were a lot of times like that I felt like, oh my gosh, can I actually get through this? Even though I felt strong and I knew I was getting stronger all the time going through the things that I did, but there were times of self doubt for sure. And um, as I've gotten older, you know, and learned more about myself, I've learned I am enough. Like I can do this, and and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be okay. Do you have anything, Lily? For your younger self, even though we're still young. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just going to say, I'm still young. Um, but one thing that I would tell my younger self um, would be to just take it easy on my mom. I really took for granted how hard she worked when I was younger because I was just a kid. You know, I didn't really realize. I would just, to me, I'm like, that's what a mom is supposed to do. And mm-hmm. it is, but I should have been more appreciative of all the things that she did for me because she not only always gave me everything that I needed, but she gave me more than everything that I ever wanted. And if I could just talk to myself when I was in like elementary school and starting to get snippy and kind of starting when I started to get that little attitude, it would be to just take it easy on her because she is doing everything she possibly can and making every sacrifice she has to make just to make you happy, you know? So, um, but she's done an amazing job. Thank you, mom. I think, I don't know. I could write a book on literally (laughs) things I wish I knew. Um, I think just like, it's okay to be sad. And 
um, just like stay out of the drama. I feel like I was in a lot of drama and I'm still trying to peel myself out, but like just find the real people and let the other people just do them and don't let it distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, do you have anything? Last thoughts? Younger self? Uh, just, I mean, every ditto everything that everybody said <laughs> and, uh, you know, be proud of, of your mom because they make a lot of sacrifices for you. And uh, so be sure to honor them in a good way, as we say in the Native community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Thank you for tuning in. If you did, if not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see you next month. If you wanted to, these expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick, cutting also. Don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money moves. Say, I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now, speak, that means I don't. I'm a boss who I work with. I make bloody moves. Now she say she gon' do what or who? Let's find out and see. Cardi B, you know where I'm at. You know where I be. You in the club just to party. I'm there, I get paid a fee. I be in and out them bend so much, I know they tired of me. Honestly, don't give a about who in front of me. Drop two mixtapes in six months. What breaking as hard as me? I don't bother with these. Don't let these bother me They see pictures, they say ghosts I'm who they tryna be Look, I might just chill in some babe I might just chill with your boo I might just spill on your babe My p- feel like a lake He wanna swim with his face I'm like, okay I let him get what he want He buy me Issa Laurent And the new wave When it go back to the horse 